Hi, welcome to The Fine Line. I'm Good Sense Amelia, and today's episode is about homelessness. Um, I think that there are two major reasons why homelessness exists. The first is the existence of an economy. I would say that's the number one reason why we have homelessness. And the second is that the Americans with Disabilities Act is completely unenforceable. Um, I think that there are plenty of conditions that contribute to somebody being unemployable, um, whether they're like protected or not. Um, but you know, think about it like this. Sometimes there's a customer or a clerk or a coworker that you just do not get along with. They can't seem to do anything right. They don't understand stuff or they forget stuff or whatever. Or maybe there's that person you complained about or someone complained about you. Um, but instead of having the problem like addressed, sometimes those people that you complain about or you get fired. <laughs> Um, I think that we're often, or well, systematically desensitized to a series of ethical dilemmas as we become more entrenched in the economic system as workers. Like, we just became, like, a uh, individual unit of the economy. And when you're at work, you lose this uh, personal identity and become more of, like, a unit of the, of the company, you know. And so for this reason, you, instead of uh, making a decision that you normally would without, you know, being on the clock, you, do, you choose to make decisions that are profitable, and I also think a lot of times jobs are not what they seem. Um, when I was 21, I decided that I wanted to plant trees for a living. So I looked into jobs involving trees. And to my surprise, most jobs involving trees involve cutting them down. Um, and the reason is because they're, you can make more money off a tree when you harvest it for resources. Um, the only thing that I want to point out here and just take a moment is that Trees produce one of our most precious resources that can only be harvested by leaving them alone. And this is ozone. Ozone has a bond angle. Okay, so whatever. Ozone has three oxygen molecules bonded together. It's a byproduct of photosynthesis, which usually produces O2. But out of, you know, happy accident or design or whatever, on occasion they produce an O3 molecule. The bond angle is between 116 and 117, which is very similar to water, you know, two hydrogens and an oxygen bonded together bonded together at a 109.5 degree angle. So because of this similarity in chemistry or shape, whatever, atomic shape, um, ozone behaves quite a bit like water. It's kind of like a gas water that lives in the sky, and that's why it's so uh, good at filtering out harmful rays. Um, without it, we probably won't even be able to produce crops of any kind, and so um, really trees in their place, allowing to, you know, have enough of them to produce a forest um, is not only going to ensure that we have the ability to produce food, but also um, it regulates uh, the temperature of the planet better than anything else. Yeah, no, that's not even a contest. Ozone regulates the temperature better than anything else. Well, maybe better than if we had like a ton of carbon dioxide. Yeah, but we probably should get to that one later. That's an episode all on its own. <laughs> anyway, um, so... But moving back to the economy discussion, I think it's really important to remember that everybody has a choice about how they view the world. Um, you can choose to be mad at people with illnesses and injuries who are unemployable because people like yourself refuse to work with them or consume from them and then complain about supporting their needs and openly oppose abortion, suicide, and euthanasia. Or the other extreme would be to do the whole, um, you know, plant a garden or plan a garden um, in the spring and really take responsibility for your own survival and the survival of your spawn. Um, or I feel there is like a more uh, doable middle path, which is keep your job, 
um, work, you know, a little bit towards gardening every whatever season, every day, every year, whatever you can handle. And then, you know, remember your part in the dilemma of homelessness. Um, next time you have someone hired at your work that you really don't like because they don't get along with anyone or they forget stuff, try to remember that that is a person who might be one job away from being unemployable and then therefore homelessness, homeless. Um, so I think it's important to have humanity and put, keep your judgments in check because when you are the person who is choosing to judge instead of choosing to accept and welcome, you are actually creating the problem. It's not the person who, who can't function that's the problem because we're all different and we all have different situations which have shaped us and molded us and that person may have done more work on their self than you ever have and that's just where they're at because that's where they're at. Um, <laughs> I'm not personally invested in this issue at all. <laughs> But um, I think really briefly, I want to talk also about privatization of wealth. Um, that's another major issue. It's it's economic. Um, but I would love personally to just run away into the woods and take care of myself until I die. That would be great. Uh, but I'm not allowed to do that because that land is owned. Um, I've literally been born into a system where it's illegal to do anything except um, integrate into the economic system and then use the income to uh, support myself financially. Like literally, there is absolutely no legal way to survive without money because there is no land that is unowned, um, which I think is really uh, it's not a good thing. Um, <laughs> it's not a good thing. Um, but so most people like myself end up in a homeless shelter or a boarding lodge or something to that effect. Sometimes there's uh, homes. I worked with, the, I love the Catholic Worker Organization. I volunteered for them for quite a while, and I think they have one of the best systems I've seen for offering hospitality to people who are homeless. They're, yeah, like one of the best. Home-style living. You get a room. You, you, the individual, or your family gets a room to yourself. I think sometimes men share a room, but... Um, but it just depends on the shelter, but they've got a great model. Um, so, but more, more often you have places that are privatized. Um, I know that the owner of the place I lived at charged the state $1,600 a month for me to live there. And the services that I received were ridiculous. We ate junk food all the time. We never got vegetables. Um, I was kept up all night long by my roommate. She complained that I didn't, wasn't successful enough in life. And then when I finally did find a job, um, it became like this really hostile environment. She kept me up all night. And that's not that. I mean, that's one intentional crappy situation. But imagine if you live in a more traditional shelter where you live in a you're in a room with 20 other people or something. How are you supposed to sleep then? How are you supposed to hold down a part time job when you have that many people coming and going or snoring or whatever? Um, and then, yeah, you even like your social skills get affected because um, you're living in a hostile environment. You oh, it's just it's nuts. It's completely nuts. So um, Utah's got a pretty good model of the housing first model, whatever. Uh, how many times am I going to say model? Anyway, um, they get you in a place to live, and then from there, once you're uh, once you've got sort of like stable housing, then they seek to hook you up with services, whether it's like treatment or meds, or voc rehab, or going back to school, or um, whatever. I don't know what Utah offers. I've never been homeless in Utah. I've been homeless in Wyoming and Minnesota. <laughs> Neither is better than the other, um, except Minnesota's way more cold. But, um, and that's hard to do. <laughs> 
But anyway, um, I think that we are moving in the right direction. I just think it is really important for people to accept responsibility and quit complaining about people complaining. Because when you have a bad life and you're trying your best, it is totally natural to complain a bit. Like, people don't just pull themselves up by their bootstraps. If they did, everybody would be able to do that. There wouldn't be such thing as disability if people could pull themselves up by their bootstraps. There wouldn't be such thing as addiction if people could pull themselves up by their bootstraps. You know, like, people have problems because that's natural for people to be different. And when we live in a society like this one, um, it's really, really easy to have uh, issues that are residual from whatever, you know, (laughs) it's just a natural thing. Anyway, I'm running out of time. I want to thank Ronald Jenkins for the music. Thank you all for listening. I will talk at you more on Friday. Have a great week. Bye.